What's happening, everybody? In the internet world and the regular world, what's going on? I am Lulu. This is my we all do all Miss Lindsay, and we are the Ish We Talk, y'all. Well, we all right now, so whatever. But back to the semantics of what I have to say. Um, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review so we can keep this thing popping and keep talking the shit we talk. Now that that's said and done, what's going on, Lindsay? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I can't complain. I just got to finish working out before uh, before we did this whole thing, so I'm feeling our extra hype because my pre-workout is still like pumping in me. Yeah. So it is what it is. That's what's up. Yeah, I just did overtime this morning, so yeah, I'm awake. <laughs> overtime? Oh, uh, at the at the gig? Yeah. about what's been going on in the world, what's been trending, you know, try to be a part of the A crowd, but not be a part of the A crowd type of shit. Um, (laughs) Well, let's start, let's start with something kind of funny. Um, Have you been seeing this uh, trend that's been going on lately with these people on TikTok? They've been doing these videos with their grandma. Have you have you yeah. been seeing those? Okay, those are the funniest videos. So I pulled up one that I just saw. This one literally had me in tears. So I'm gonna play it. I was dead, like from beginning to end. They did not do that. And then gra- this grandma is funny too. Okay. Got it. Let's run this shit. And my name is Gloria Bob. And this is my grandma. So I'm a so I'm applying for this scholarship because it is moving. I'm applying for this scholarship because it would greatly benefit me for college and not having me to take out any loans. And the prompt question was, what's my greatest inspiration for this scholarship? And it's my grandma. And it's my grandmother because I had witnessed my um, late pawpaw hit my grandma on the side of the head with a frying pan. And let me give you a back, back story about it. So my grandpa and my and my grandma, which I call Papa, um, they met. He met my grandma. He met her um, on the street. She was a, a prostitute. Um, she had she was the fastest woman on the hill. So because I know like that's something I don't want for my life. 
that gave me gave me great inspiration to not like want no man to like hit me on side of the head with a frying pan and not be on the street, you know. Right. So yeah, I don't want that for my life, and I feel like this um, five hundred thousand dollars scholarship would be beneficial. So I won't I won't be the fastest woman on the hill. And my late papa, I won't have nobody like what well, he he got he um he had got better after that. But yeah, she told me I had witnessed him hit her on side of the head with a um frying pan, and I don't want no one to hit me with a frying pan. I don't want to be on the street. Uh, no, I don't guess I got nothing to say after this frying pan. And this was a scholarship, and on the street, you say you was on. I was on the street. Yeah, that's the back story. She was a prostitute. Was, that's what I meant. Wait a minute. I was on I was a prostitute. That's the way I met you. Where that? Yeah. So um, that's how they met, and they fell in love. They got married. But once I saw the frying pan incident, I knew for a fact I wanted better for my life. So. So, um, yeah, she needs to have better for her life. And I I hate to say this for your scholarship, but ain't no motherfucker hit me that the head with no goddamn surprise pain. And I was not a fucking prostitute. So I don't know what the hell this video is talking about. Now, the frying pan incident, I knew for a fact I wanted better for my life. So, um, yeah, she needs to have better for her life. And I I hate to say this for your scholarship, but ain't no motherfucker hit me that the head with no goddamn surprise pain. And I was not a fucking prostitute. So I don't know what the hell this video is talking about. Now, I'm sorry for your goddamn scholarship. I love my grandbaby to death. But ain't nobody gonna put no stuff on no video saying I was a prostitute because I ain't never been no, uh, What the hell you preach? I ain't no goddamn prostitute. I ain't never been no prostitute. That was running, damn it. We was running. Run with your feet. Running from the pimps. No, I wasn't running from no goddamn pimps. I was, uh, let me get up. I got to go. So if you could please just give me the five hundred thousand dollars scholarship. Um, that's just my grandma life story with my papa being her pimp and the surprise oh. incident. But thank you for my, your consideration. Um, and thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye.
get clothes on for some shit like this.
whatever it's called. But yeah. She, yeah, she's dope. She's dope. So kudos dope. to her. Kudos to her. Cause I'm kudos to her, and then um, kudos to ASAP Rocky for fucking a billionaire. <laughs> he, he got with the winning team, and she definitely you has say, a type. You can say what you want, but this nigga slid in there because I don't think I don't think ASAP was ever on her list. He had that nigga really got that New York game. Well, you know, she messed with Travis Scott years ago. Yeah. So she, but that she was has the, a type. The link, but she has a type though, so it makes sense to me. I mean, that's the natural transition. They they do look alike. I guess. ASAP looks like he got better skin. That's all. Is ASAP a billionaire by default because he's fucking Rihanna? Not by, no. No, he has to marry her. He has to marry her. Like if a white bitch was talking to a billionaire, they would say she'd be like Eve right now. When when we said when we found out Eve had a boyfriend who was a billionaire, we were saying Eve was a, a billionaire. Now she's married to the motherfucker. I don't know nobody that was saying she was a billionaire when she was dating him. When she married uh, a lot him, of absolutely. Said that. But no, you don't claim your spouse's uh net worth until you marry. Oh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give him a bit. I'm giving him billionaire dick stats. <laughs> and he was like, he, he was like, he is never gonna let her go either. He claimed her as the love of his life. I want to if I knew this bitch was on the way to be a billionaire. Yeah. And she's at one point seven, so that means she's been a billionaire for a minute. I'd be like, well, shit, I'm drinking this bitch bath water. <laughs> Hot or chilled? I, I'm with wherever she wants me to. I, I put that shit with, with Hennessy ice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't mad. I'm making that's a lot of That's a lot of freaking money. That's a lot of freaking money that she got. But kudos to her. <clears throat> so, um, what do you want to get into today? I feel like we should talk about Jocelyn first. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Before we get into, uh, before we get into Jocelyn, I just want to tell everybody, whatever you do in life, do it like it's hubby day. Baby. Do it like it's hubby day. Do it like it's hubby day, baby. <laughs> oh, that song fucking sucks. All right. <laughs> back to, back to our regularly scheduled. It's bad and good at the same time. And it's catchy it's as only, hell. It's only catchy because you had to hear it every fucking episode. So when you was just in the zone not doing nothing, that random shit popped up in your shit. Because it was popping up in mind. I was like, knowing lyrics. I was like, why do I know the lyrics? Like, this is some bullshit. 
Right, like, baby boy, live your best life, you ain't tricking on me. Like, the song don't make sense at all. You think I care where your dick be? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what <is> this? <laughs> Why do I know this fucking song? And then the way they be saying it online in tweets and stuff, that stuff is tough hilarious especially because they be like baby and you could just hear jocelyn saying it and they just they drag yes. out that e that it is so funny when people type that out in tweets my nigga <laughs> i'm gonna tell you how fucked up this shit is <laughs> my nigga birthday was last week and he said do it like it's my bean day but he spelled bean and day and i died because i knew exactly what he was talking about <laughs> And everybody was like, what do you mean? But I knew. I said, you got that shit from Johnson. Right. Babe, you should have replied, baby. <laughs> right. And then they got all these celebrities that are, like, posting the song and shit. Like, that song is going gonna, gonna to top the charts, watch. Just off the strength. Because, what was it, Cardi B, she tweeted it. Safari, um, I think he put it on TikTok. And then Bia, she did a video on Instagram to the song. So, like, these celebrities are, like, really fucking with that song. I think they're just doing it to be funny, man. I would. I'd make her a million dollars if I could. If, <laughs> if I, if, nigga. Because that motherfucker, man, it, everything is wrong with that song. But, it, like you said, it has the potential to, to go very right for her. Yeah, you're right. That's the that, and can you believe that's the song? Okay. Out of everything, out of everything, that's the song. See the boy, they your best life. You ain't just know <laughs> me. Like wow. Nigga, I trip where your dick be like <laughs> you eat <laughs> Yeah, and and can you imagine how many takes it took? Like. It had just for her to get halfway on the beat, it had to take at least 20 takes. And he probably was like slicing that shit together. Like, oh man, I know it's just terror just being in the um in the book in the um studio with her. Shout out to Ballistic because to have the um mental capacity to sit there and make a song, which is not only catchy, but uh good to the artist that takes a lot because the artist will turn the song down and then the world will make it a hit mm-hmm. you know so shout out to him for not only making the song that was catching to the world but was good to the artist because this bitch love this song oh yeah like this song comes seven times through the whole fucking show mm-hmm. show 40 minutes long we gonna hear every three minutes we gonna hear Baby boy, nigga, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's getting on my nerves. Right, just randomly, yo, your birthday could be in January. It's the middle of August. You like do it like it's my B day, baby. Like that song is good. Man, right, I got two months. I'm like do it like it's my B day, baby. My B day. Right. Do it like it's my B. And I'm going to say B on everything. Right. Do it like a 
Do it like it's my B day. Right. <laughs> I'm just annoy everybody. Just every hour. Do it like it's my B day, baby. Like can't wait. Yeah. Can't I'm gonna tell everybody choreography for that. Right. Right. They need to come up with a TikTok dance. If they come up with a TikTok dance to that song, it's a rap. That mug is shooting at number one. Man, listen. I'm gonna have to get TikTok so I can do that bullshit. TikTok is a rabbit hole. It is. It's definitely a rabbit hole. Like, it's worse than Twitter. <clears throat> but, back to Jocelyn's Cabaret, where your every yeah. wish is my command. <laughs> so, before we, get to, before we get to the reunion, <laughs> what did you feel about the season? Um, you know, to be quite honest, man, I'm not even gonna lie. I thought Jasmine was gonna be a little more softer on them, um, because of the season before that, and then the whole interaction with Wendy Williams. Um, I thought she was not gonna be the same Jocelyn that like stands on a pedestal over bitches, but that's exactly what she was doing, and I was like, damn, that's kind of weird for you to say, you know. You try to give people opportunities and you try to do that, but at the, uh, uh, trying to, you know, help them brand out and do all that shit. All that shit she was trying to do with Wendy Williams and for her to be like every given day to like dig in deep to them hoes. I was like, damn, you can't be that. Uh, Wendy, she said everything she was supposed to say about you, uh, Jasmine. You just didn't like it. Like, you still that same character though. Because I feel like she disrespected all of them every time they tried to just, you know, defend themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't watch the second season. I mean, the first season until the second season started. I think we was probably like maybe one or two episodes into the second season before I was like, let me go back and watch the first season. So watching mm-hmm. the first season, I liked who Jocelyn had become. When she got into that fight, it was low-key justified. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that bad. And she had a she had a goal and a purpose to try to help these people. Like she had like real people that was in real situations that she was trying to pull onto this project that she was doing. And she and you could tell she was genuine. Right. And there was a couple of times where she got big headed and she broke the fourth wall and all that, but for the most part, she was genuine about her purpose. Season two was not that at all. There may have been like one or two times where she was being help, trying to help help the girls. But for the most part, she would she had that huge head that she's always had, and it was it was. It was like, what are we watching? You know, it got to a point where we was really like, what are we watching? It, like, why are we, why are we <clears throat> watching this foolishness? Why is she acting like this? You know what I'm saying? She acts like she wasn't that girl ten years ago. Exactly. You know, and it was and for <laughs> me to have been such a a fan of Jocelyn's from season one of um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta to now, it's like. 
it was kind of sad to see that she turned into this person <clears throat> because it was it was um disgusting at, at some points you know yeah it was terrible yeah excuse me it was terrible i didn't like it i i hate it on now that whole uh blue face shit that was justified oh, yeah. bitch just don't walk out on my fucking show like that shit was justified yeah but all the other shit that demeaning motherfuckers and that shit she did to natural knowing knowing what was going on with Miss Natural, you know, not to uh not to downplay Johnson and show or anything, but when you see in a motherfucker that really is going through something, you don't blast her out like that. You don't disrespect her like that. Telling everybody she takes cuckoo pills and all this all extra. Like you don't have to do that. This bitch got a real issue. Like everybody yeah. else talked that it that well, I, I I drink this and I do that. Every other issue, all right, but y'all have this bitch really in her room screaming to herself and crying and all that. You know it's a problem. You don't blast that out. You don't put that out there like that, man. And I can understand why she was so upset, and I can understand why she wanted to take motherfuckers' heads off. Because when you're at a position, I don't know how everybody else is, but I know when you're in a position of you're in a downward spiral, you try to cling on to somebody. And for for the people that she clung on to, Jocelyn and for her, for, for them to do her like that, I can see, I can see that spiral going out of control. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, she wasn't dealing with, <clears throat> she wasn't dealing with model citizens. You know, she was dealing with right. women who come with baggage and come with issues. So it wasn't gonna be a cakewalk, and she knows that because she was that woman that had the issues and the baggage. You know what I'm saying? So for her to have acted the way that she acted towards those women, that was it was disgusting. And you wanted <clears throat> you wanted people to to have your side and to feel sympathy and all that for you when you were dealing with Stevie, but you turned around and became Stevie with these women. You know? That's what I don't understand. Like how when she was yelling and fussing and fighting them bitches, I was like why don't one of them bitches say, hey, man, don't get it twisted, because just a couple years ago, he was like, I'm not going back to this strip club, TV. Right. Like, bitch, like, don't do me like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Don't go, I don't go to your house clapping your dick out your mouth, man. Show me some respect. <laughs> right, like, it, it just, it didn't, it didn't make any sense why she would be acting like that. Like, it was just, she just got that huge head, you know? And I mean, like it literally, it, so it literally was Stevie 2.0, you know. Only thing it's is, that, good yeah. Only thing is, is that Stevie didn't raise his voice. You know, like he could say a couple yeah. words and shut her whole life down, you know. But she had to like give you whole full monologues and get all in your face and stuff like that to basically have the same effect that Stevie had on her, you know. And it was just, it was, it was sad to watch at some yeah. points, you know. Uh, so, yeah. So, apparently it got picked up um, to go to WeTV. So, this is the second uh, TV show that Zeus is going to have on WeTV. So, so she still. I hope they dumb it down. They going to have to do a whole lot of chopped and screwed to them episodes. <laughs> So, it'll be interesting. I don't know if I'm going to watch it again, but 
it will be interesting to see how bad they have to chop and screw it. But, um, but yeah, so, um, so now going to the reunion, how did you feel uh-huh. about the reunion? Uh, I, again, I, um, I keep saying the same thing over and over again as far as the, the, the jiving with the disrespect. It's like I just didn't understand the reason for the disrespect. The reunion didn't even didn't even really um, feel like a reunion. It felt like a confrontation with only a certain amount of people. You know, and then like some people didn't even get to talk. Like you know what I'm saying about you know their experience because it was just arguing or arguing. Now keep in mind. I will say that um, I'll say it wasn't it wasn't all Jonathan's fault. Excuse me. It was one of the chicks that was uh that she just had something to say every time somebody opened up their mouth. So about, um, Big Lex. You know, it was one of them. But Big Big Lex got a a couple of skeletons in her closet too. I think yeah. she just hurt and hurt people, hurt people. But. You know, I, I just I, I was very disappointed in there, and I was very disappointed in the uh, the co-host uh, Miss Linnell, because like when you sent me the link, I looked at the link, but um, I was like, man, whatever, because I thought it was funny at first, but then I went back and, and seen it. Like I'm one of them. I'm not gonna lie. You know, it don't always go off your first impression sometimes, mm-hmm. because I I just thought it was funny because I was just watching bitches argue. But then when I seen that, and then I went back and watched it, I watched it with Jasmine, and I was like, damn, that is kind of crazy. She was like, it just, she just, that old bitch is disrespectful as fuck for real. And then the bitch fell asleep. On that. I said, oh, man, fuck this shit. Like, now I know why people was getting on her head like that. This bitch was disrespectful the whole way through. Yeah. Calling them hoes and asking this bitch. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Is that your prostitute or your manager? Like, I mean, your, is that your pimp or your, your manager? I know what a pimp looks like. I, man, come on, lady. Like, let these bitches change their life. I don't give a fuck what you know or what you got to say about them. They were really on here to be, uh, better themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that was the goal. That was the goal. Um, I just, I feel like they lost their, their way with the goal. Um, Glenn yeah, says Lunell the comedian. Yes, Lunell the comedian. Yeah, yes. she 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 quote unquote hosted the reunion. Um, she didn't host. She just was there. Then the killer part about it with her being there was that she didn't even watch the show. Nothing on the show. Yeah, she didn't watch the show at all. Like, oh. Even if even if I didn't watch the show initially and I was asked to host and I signed on to host, I would have made it my job to go back and watch the show just on the strength of being prepared. Like that was I could not believe that she didn't watch the show. But you on here to do the reunion. How can you do how can you be successful in doing a reunion? And you don't even watch the show. You don't know. You don't know who is who. What to ask. What's going on? Like, what are we doing exactly. here? You know, if, like if, if she wasn't, even, I feel like even if she didn't even take the time out to even go look at the show, she should have been because you're the host. She should have been shutting people down so she can get the info. Like, hey, 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 shut up. Hey, man, be quiet, Johnson. 
what do you got to say? Because I want to know what the fuck was going on. Right. Bitch, I just seen this shit. Jasmine, right. shut up, bitch. You was there. Bitch, what happened? I want to know. Like, right. it's a reunion. It's a reunion show. So, yeah, let, let's talk this reunion shit. Right, right. She actually she didn't know how this works. And it's like, she's been on a couple of people's reality shows. I'm sure she's watched reality shows before. Like, you know how the reunion goes. Like, I'm not understanding why why you would come so unprepared and you barely were there. And then on top of that, before they even hit the stage, she was gaslighting Jocelyn when Jocelyn was on some fuck shit before the reunion started. You know what I'm saying? Man. There's no way that we would have had a reunion if my baby daddy just was killed. We ain't even put him in the ground yet. I'm coming here because I'm contractually obligated. And you tell me to get over it. There's no way a reunion would have went down because I would have had to put you in the hospital and I would be in jail. Before before one of my sisters would have bust that bitch face, I know for a fact, you know, all my sisters are smart as fuck. So they said, oh, so you ain't got no money and no pool to postpone the date, bitch. And then they would have been on her head because, like, that's the type of shit you got to do to Josh. You got to, because she's a monster, a bigger monster. Yeah. You know, because it's nowhere in the world. Because I feel like that was, I was like, I, I'm with you 100%. That was stolen some fuck shit. If you'd have told me to get over any, I don't give a fuck if my cat died, bitch. If you'd have told me to get over it and I was at a place in the morning, I'd kick your fucking teeth in and I'd wait for ballistic to come in the door and knock his motherfucking light skin ass beard off. Dude, like, it, w- it would be over. It would have been over before it even began. Because I would have tried to kill Jocelyn at that point. I would have. You don't tell me to get you don't tell me to get over somebody's death. Especially somebody that just died unexpectedly and we ain't even put them in the ground yet. Like what? Just be and then and then she uh she Sapphire was talking some real shit. She was just like, just because you got a baby daddy don't mean that I do. That was my child's father. I actually, my kids actually had a dad. Yeah, you got a baby daddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's a difference. It's a difference. You know? And just because you feel some type of way about your situation don't mean that everybody feels that way about their kid's father. You know what I'm saying? You probably would be like not trying to, not trying to mourn or anything. You probably wouldn't give a damn. If Stevie were to drop dead, God forbid. But everybody ain't like you. Everybody ain't got the situation like you. You know? And that was just that was just pure, 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 pure evilness for her to say something like that. It was so disgusting to hear that she did that. And what kills yeah. me is that they didn't have no um no um no cameras. Or even if they did, they didn't air the footage. Like, you would have thought if Jocelyn was like, I need to talk to y'all before the reunion starts, that they would have cameras. Excuse me. I don't uh, know. You know it. You know it was it's footage of that. But see, the people in Jocelyn's corner, especially niggas like Ballistic, they they carried up and was like, hey, man, take that shit up out of here. You're probably right. You're weird. You're not airing that at all, nigga. I'll, yeah. shut the, I'll shoot this whole motherfucker up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you probably right. Cause they saving her. her. Yeah, they they saving her. Like she's 
she's a cash cow to, she's a cash cow to Zeus. You know, because a lot of people yeah. got the um, subscription just for this show, especially especially after that double homicide clip went viral. A lot of people Boom. got that uh, subscription. I kept the subscription after um, one more chance because I'm like, it's five dollars. It's black owned. I'll keep it. You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> I, when the first season of Jocelyn's Cabaret came out, I wasn't interested in getting that shit. But when that double homicide situation happened, a lot of people yeah. were like, yep, let me go ahead and give y'all my little four dollars because I'm watching this. And the then, and then. Jasmine's one of them. She got it. She want to watch all of that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of good ratchet shows on that app. You know. She say she say she love she love a little classy ratchet. That's what yeah. she said. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of good ratchet stuff on there. Like I didn't watch the um the Ray J and Princess Love conversation, but I believe I got the app. Because of the um, the conversation between Hazel E and Mystica. And yeah, that's kept, what you told me. Yeah, I got it for them, and then I kept it for one more chance, and then I I just kept it. Period. After that. I'm yeah. so glad you you gave it to me for <laughs> one more chance, nigga. Yeah. That shit brought me right back to childhood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That now that now, was I, that was a great show. That was a great show. All Zeus needed is a, if if Zeus had a talk show with niggas to get on there and bang, I would I would love it. It would take me right back to middle school and high school. Yeah. They need to do like um like they do with the celebrity boxing. But yeah. It need to be for like people that are not like used to be A-listers because it seems like the celebrity boxing now is used to be A-listers but we need mm-hmm. like people that were just living on the D-list and was okay with it. <laughs> you know? That's what we need on Zeus. You need like, yeah. you need like um, let's see, man, who, who would be like D-list black? Like you would you want everybody that was on in the house. <laughs> right. Right. Glenn says one more chance was good and I don't even like this show. It was. It really was. Yeah. It was fucking comedy gold and didn't even try to be. Right. <laughs> right. 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 But back to Jocelyn's cabaret. Um, so I don't understand because they did this with one more chance too. Um that other girl, what's her name? Jaleesha? Jaleesa, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have two reunion hosts. They have the Jaleesa girl, and then they for one more chance they had Jocelyn as the host. And then for Jocelyn's Cabaret, they had Lunell as the host. I don't understand why they got two hosts. Jaleesha is fine doing it by herself. But that's basically what she do. The other people are just there. But the difference was was that Jocelyn, you could tell that she actually watched One More Chance, and she actually was yeah. a fan of the show. Lunell could give a damn. She was literally there for just a check. So th- because of all the backlash, she got a whole lot of backlash off of the reunion. There was a, um, there was a live that she did a few days ago 
where she completely trashed the show. She said she was only there for a check. She didn't she didn't understand why people was wasting their time watching it. She didn't think that people should even subscribe to Zeus. Like I'm just yeah. paraphrasing what she was saying. It was so bad that Zeus got in the comments and then ended up going on live with her and pretty much told her in so many words, you really need to chill on what you say because you're getting into that into that realm of we can sue your ass for real. You know what I'm saying? Like he was saying that in so many words, trying to be real nice about it. That's what I was about to say. Anytime a well-spoken Negro look at you and tell you, hey, be mindful of your words, that means I'm about this close to beating your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. That's the, you right. know, anytime a, a young man sounds like Obama without the presidency, that nigga is saying, hey, be mindful. That means your next play, bitch, off camera, I'm fucking you up. Right. I'm talking about I'm fucking your shit up. And I ain't got to do it on no street shit. You're going to have so many lawyers on your ass, bitch. Keep playing with me. Right. I'm telling you, shit down your mouth and tell you a shirt, nigga. Don't you play with me, bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, literally, that's what he was basically saying in so many words. Like, I'm, like, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to respect my elders. But, bitch, you got one more time. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love his um, I love his um, the way he was able to uh, hold it together and yes. like really. Yes, yes, he did it in such a nice, nasty way. Like she backtracked on everything she said. She apologized, all that. Yeah, cause she was. I love it. She should have sat. She should have sat there and ate her food. Like seriously, she should have just sat there and ate her food. Then. Glenn says that was corporate for fuck around and find out. Exactly. 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 Yeah, it was corporate for that. Or corporate uh, corporate for uh, just going on outside, fam. Right. Right. Just going outside, man. Right. We got to do it. Like, seriously. That shit was. Hey, listen, I, I like I keep saying, I respect that dude. Um, I uh, I really, really thought that um, Linnell should have. I don't think she should have back uh, tracked at all. I feel like since she was already on there, she should have went off the top. Cause you know, you could you could save Grace without kissing nobody ass. She could have just been like, listen, dude, I didn't watch the show. So when I watched the show, uh, I mean, uh, when, I, when I got on there, them bitches just looked like a bunch of hoes to me, and I stand on that. She didn't have to backtrack like, yeah, I heard one of them was doing this and one of them was doing that. She could have stood on her shit, but at the same time would have been like, hey, you know, uh, what I said about y'all, I ain't got no business saying because, you know, that ain't my place. That's how I felt at the moment, but that ain't my place, man, and I'll take that back. Like, you can do that and say grace. I feel like, damn, you old enough to know how to, you know, not dig your own grave. Like, yeah. you dug your own grave. Like, I on, I, I, she was talking about she got a show coming out with her daughter and all that. Like, it's just, you you basically stabbed yourself in the back. Your, your brain is going to suck. Right. And I, I pray to God that it ain't, it ain't nobody linked with it, the, the nigga from Zeus. Because on the, on the low, Zeus is linked with a lot of people. That's why they able to get their shows over the week. 
So I pray that your shit ain't because they'll put you on a slot you don't want to be on, bitch. Try having a fucking reality show uh, 10 o'clock every Tuesday, bitch. You're not going to pop. Right. Right. Like, Zeus is pretty much a, a, um, a force to be reckoned with currently. Cause like you said, they got the show. This is the second show that's going over to to We TV. They got they got that deal, those deals going. Um, and then they they've been having a lot of the VH1 reality people go over to Zeus for various projects to the point where VH1 tried to send a cease and desist to Zeus about that. Because and they was trying, but it's like they have a not the people the talent that be on VH1 they have some type of non compete clause, but there's a a loophole with the clause in their contract to where they're able to do Zeus. So they can't really sue the talent, so they're trying because to go after the a, network. network. Right, yeah, it's not a television network, so that's the loophole. Right. Right, and I'm sure they made those contracts prior to this whole streaming um, uprise that's going on, you know. Yeah, so. but it ain't nothing you can do about it. I, as long as, you know, their names not signed over. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if their names were signed over, they would have to do something else. But since their names were signed over to VH1, I can get on a streaming whatever, because streaming is not television. Right, right. So, Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's a force. It's a force to be reckoned with, you know. They they really doing some big things over there. So kudos kudos to to Zeus, but that dang on Jocelyn's cabaret. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch season three. I might, I might, I ain't even gonna front. I might go ahead and watch it, but I'm gonna watch it in protest. So, <laughs> but I um, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I thought I was tripping, but when I started seeing people's comments and stuff, because Zeus, the app, if you watch it on your phone, you're allowed to comment. <clears throat> and it was a lot of people that was not here for the behavior that, that Jocelyn was portraying. You know, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm not the only one that feels this way. You know, because season one and season two, Jocelyn, is like night and day. You know, so... But I am glad that I do have that comparison because I wasn't planning on going back to watch season one. But yeah, she was a way better it, person on season one. She was a way better person, and it was way more titties. <laughs> I like it's like damn, like you took half the titties away, and then you brought half the uh, half more mouth, like. Like, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that, man? But I will say this about season two. Um, because season one, it just seems like she didn't even know what the hell a, a cabaret is. She did Season two, they ironed out the kinks and made it a, a good, well-around show with a goal. So, I will say that it was more polished what they did on season two, because they, I don't know how she, I don't know how she p- pitched season one, but yeah, that season one as far as 
what she was trying to get the girls together to do and whatnot was a hot ass mess. But um, but yeah, but that was uh Jocelyn's cabaret. Did you have any other final thoughts about that? Um, I so I it was an episode where uh, ballistic said that uh you know it changed their life because um cabaret is different from uh, stripping and they get more bang for their buck. So I decided to like find out. Okay. Like, you know, really what's popping with cabaret and real shit. Like, if you can get booked for like in like Dubai or all those places that like kind of shun on a lot of nudity, but you can dance, how many bitches be getting like $175,000 for shit? Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, this nigga was right. Like, this shit can change your life. Like, these bitches, if they. And I don't know why. My girl keep telling me stop calling random women bitches, but I don't know. But this, like, you know, regardless of uh, uh, Jocelyn, if they stick to this craft, oh man, the money game is dope. Yeah. Like, the money game really dope. They can really uh, form themselves, they can get a team, and they can be millionaires like that, like in the course of months. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, like, the, money the, the concept of them doing a cabaret is excellent. Yeah. From where they, especially from where they came from. That's like, that, that's elevation on the top level. The next thing is choreographing your own shit and having other, other women dance for it. Yeah. Like, they're, that's the elevation. They need to continue to do that. All yeah. those ladies. Especially the ones that, be, that was like, you know, uh, dancing is a passion. Turn your passion into your livelihood. Like, for real. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, like, there is there is a lot of money in it, and you don't have to get naked. You know, you can get out that stripping game. You get and out. It, it is a Little it is shit. a great opportunity to do that. And you're not shunned. Ain't nobody gonna shun you. They take you to a place where bitches don't even supposed to show their ankle, and they let you do this. They're not shunning you. Right. They're putting you on high balls. Like it's like. These niggas is paying a lot of money. Right, right. I don't want to whore nobody out, but I'm saying if you're stripping, you can elevate your game to, to some shit like this. And you could be clearing, especially if you somebody. I was looking at the bare minimum. The bare minimum, the fly motherfucker out, the bitch get flew out, and she like low on the total pole. She's like, if she's in a group, she's at least going home with $30,000. Google the shit. Yeah, like you can look at me like, God damn. Right. This bitch went out there and just and just danced to some leotards and got 30 racks. Yeah. Glenn says everybody gotta have a dream. DJ. <laughs> you got damn right, Mike. You got damn right, Mike. Yeah. So, um before before we go on ahead and put a put a pin on it um how did you feel about the way that ballistic talked to big lip uh i'm glad you said that I'm, I, I hate that i missed uh or not missed it but uh, didn't comment on that two things 
Okay. Um, I want to say um, with anybody, because I would do my girl like that if another girl said something. I will say something to her. I don't give a fuck what a, another nigga feel or what motherfuckers supposed to say or how you treat a lady. If a bitch get out of pocket with your woman, you need to let her know, like, before we get the blows, bitch, you're going to watch your talk. I'll sick my I'll sick my woman on you need be, but watch your goddamn tone. Like you know, I respect that part. I don't respect when um, Jocelyn went to doing her thing about throwing shit and all that, and then he started getting belligerent. Like, bitch, you get beat the fuck up. Well, blah, blah, blah. like like when you turn into a light skinned job rule, like nah. Like when your woman start throwing shit, that's when you're supposed to be like, hey, especially in the place you're at. Like, hey, chill out. She didn't. And you gotta let you gotta let these bitches charge you first. I ain't saying let them hit you first. Mm-hmm. But if if she jumped up like she was charging you, yeah, bitch, you right. Kick that bitch in the mouth, and I'm gonna body slam that bitch in the face. It just is what it is. I don't give a fuck what nobody talking about. I love my girl. Let let a bitch jump on Jasmine. I swear to God, I DDT that bitch and tell Jasmine to hit her in the face. <laughs> but okay. why I'm saying that that bitch gotta get charged up first. So as a man, I'm never gonna make that move just because Jasmine made that move. If anything, I'm gonna you know what I'm saying I gotta I gotta break this up and get my woman out of it. Yeah. You know, now if you come to us, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um you know, at first, when he first started talking to her or whatnot, I did not mind it. Nah, you and, don't, because it, it, was, it was the truth. Yeah, yeah, and because, and like, a lot of people just saw a little bit of clips and was commenting and stuff like that, and I had to comment on one of the comments, and I was just like, you know, in context, what he was saying wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong with what he was saying. I feel like he was wrong when he stood up. When he stood up and he started going towards her, that's when I was yeah. like, yeah, cause I, cause I like ballistic. I like ballistic. I've liked him um, since they were on marriage boot camp. I like him for Jocelyn. I feel like he elevated Jocelyn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially with yeah. her music, because her yep. music was. Let's just be real. Her music was trash for Stevie. But that is a fact. Yeah, like he got her to enunciate. Aren't you college student enunciate? You know so. <laughs> so um I just that that part just really rubbed me the wrong way because I was just like why is he standing up going towards her you know and like but everything everything else I wasn't really too mad about because he was right she needed to be quiet like she literally was talking with everybody was talking and nobody was even talking to her like Jocelyn was actually trying to apologize to old girl when she chimed in, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just like, damn, just let her, let them have their, their back and forth right here. Let them have their moment. You don't have to talk every time, but I understand why she would want to talk every time too, because they was, they was sticking Jocelyn at this point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, fuck everything that you got to say. I'm sorry to hear you. I, I get that. Yeah. But I, I really want to say I think the reason why she was too chimed in like that is because she knew off the flip she didn't give enough 
for them to even have a storyline for you. You just a bitch to talk too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you don't have no real story. And she kept saying it like, I ain't did this and I ain't told it. But like the truth be told, you got a whole ass story for real. Yeah. It's like, you got a lot of baggage, ho. Yeah. But you didn't give them that though. You know, you wanted somebody to blast you out. That's how I feel. Cause I, I didn't watch it uh, twice already. Uh, so it's like, I feel like you wanted somebody through the whole show to try to blast you out and then nobody do it because nobody, and from the first day, everybody was sick of your shit, Big Lip. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they wasn't gonna give you a platform. So every time you try all that, I don't wanna tell nobody this and I ain't got it. Everybody was like, you show right, bitch, no one here. They was already sick of your shit. Right. Right, they literally was sick of her day one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and the crazy part about it is that day one was the double homicide comment. And yes. when that when that clip went viral, I was like, it sounds like she had a moment where she spoke out loud something that she was thinking. So I was kind of like understanding like, dang, that was a slip of the tongue, you know. But then watching that first episode, it was like she doubled and tripled down on the shit. So it was like, no, nah, she didn't really slip up, you know. And the only time that she really had camera time was when it was a point of contention with her, you know. She she didn't, there was no real calm situation that she was a part of. There was no real positive situation she was a part of or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then when she wasn't having a um, having a moment that was hostile, it was because her dancing wasn't up to par. So it was like nothing positive out of her story that she that she didn't give. You know, like, but you what you cannot say is that the girl didn't put that show in a lot of people's houses. Because had it not been for that viral moment, a lot of people would not have been watching. And that's, that's the honest to God truth. Yeah. But at, at, and at the same time, it's like that moment was her best and only moment. Yeah. You know, she didn't capitalize shit on her too. Like, if anything, you're supposed to double down. Yeah. You know, she didn't double down. She just. She she wanted people to do it, but like I said, motherfucker was sick of your shit. We not even gonna give you the time. This yeah. we we not about to make this the big lead show. Cause we tried it, bitch, but we not about to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause she cut up that first night, and but you know I, you know what did it though to me? Like the double homicide would have had a lot of bitches riding for. Her, I ain't gonna lie. But when she tried to uh, like do a dance battle with real dancers. Like when she tried to dance off natural, that's when everybody was like, "Bitch, this is the cabaret show. You, oh, you, yeah, you not, yeah. you know, yeah, you you ain't you not gonna win. You not a part of our caliber. So it was cute you said that in the beginning, but that's how you gonna be. Like I think them bitches knew it. Like, nah. yeah. now if she'd have got out there and did some plies and some fucking barrel turns, they'd have been like, "Oh, this bitch a fucking problem." Yeah. Right. Right. But once that once once that whole battle jumped out and she looked at terrible, she looked like the drunk fat bitch at the party. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not. They was like, oh nah, she ain't worth it. She ain't worth it. Like, what's that uh, shit when they be like, nah, let him get up, let him get up, let him get up. 
Right. Right. I was like, yeah, she's not gonna make it to the end. It's alright. Yeah. We ain't worried about it. <laughs> so, but yeah, but yeah, but that was Jocelyn's cabaret. <clears throat> so, next thing is uh, what some people call verses. So, versus, um, Dipset versus The Lock happened on August 3rd. Um, not even gonna ask you if you watched or no, you did. Um, yeah, no question. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to pull up the uh, track listing. Okay, so yeah, I didn't think it was gonna go down the way it went down. <laughs> Nobody did. I'm so glad that like I didn't go down in flames by myself. Because <laughs> I mean, oh my god. This was so New York. This was 
So, New York. Oh, MG. Oh, MG. Glenn says, Jewel's new teeth didn't know those old songs. That's what they were saying on Twitter. <laughs> That's what they were saying on Twitter. Oh. So, I, um, I think this is like the one versus that I was in the comments the most. Because I was commenting on all types of stuff that happened throughout this versus. But, um, yeah, I just didn't think it was going to go down. Like, I would have accepted the locks winning, but I didn't think that it was going to be a bloodbath. Anybody would. Like, you res- you respect them for coming out victorious. Mm-hmm. But the landslide victory that they gave us was yeah. so disrespectful. It set Harlem back, like, 10 years. Yeah. Like, somebody got to come from Harlem with the most disrespectful bars ever in order for we, us to give Harlem back any respect. And that's not taking nothing from any Harlem artist. I'm saying, if them said with your leaders, they just got their shit cut. And you know what I think it is? Because um, I watched, because not only did I watch it twice, but I also watched Hot 97's Breakdown. And I think it was mainly the stage presence. Because if you listen to the songs, if you just li- if you just go off of straight songs, like you going back, you making a playlist and you letting the playlist ride in the order that it did through the verses, you would think that Dipset won. Or if you still had Locks winning, it wouldn't be as bad as it was. It was the stage presence for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, that energy brought a lot of people to making uh, the locks over, or to picking the locks over Dipset. I was basically, like, I was in the comments and on Twitter basically saying that the locks won New York, but Dipset won the rest of the country. But that's off of the songs alone. That presence, yeah, like, can't nobody, can't nobody, like, argue the fact that the locks won, just off of the, off of the show as a whole. The locks won. But if we're, if we're talking about songs alone, I think the locks won New York and Dipset won the rest of the country. See, the only way I would give you that, Curzo, mm-hmm. is if Dipset would have knew their bar. See that that. What they did was put the TV track on, and I don't know if anybody that's ever See, rapped that's before or any, did anything, huh? I said that's the thing though, because if we go off of what of what versus is and how versus started and what the rules was supposed to be for for a versus, they weren't wrong with playing the words. You, I'm not. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm saying, uh, I'm saying that with with their caliber, mm-hmm. when the locks came out, the locks came out straight up doing their bars because it was live and they knew it was going to be aggressive because it's, it's it's street rap. Yeah, they they did they set a great disservice only using TV tracks because they did have Anthony. Now, if it was like you said, if the, if if it was different 
if the locks came out with that energy and played TV tracks, when them niggas played TV tracks, the locks still would have won because of their track record anyway. I I, I do believe that um, because when I started looking at it, how they was doing it, not only was they doing a lot of uh, uh, a lot of their joints, they were doing a lot of their mixtape shit, which they mixtapes did sell more than the Dipset shit. So it would have been that way for New York, like you said. But those anthems, those anthems from Dipset would have been a whole different energy yeah. if the locks had the, the Dipset energy because they have real life anthems. Like I hated that they didn't even get into the repertoire of pulling a motherfucking J.R. writer out, you know, with the I'm the father of fathers. Right, right, like all these anthems they had, yeah. Like they didn't, like it, it just wouldn't. It, it could, it should have been better. It was. I know yeah. at least. I know Dipset got at least twenty more songs that they fucked up and didn't play. Yeah, yeah, right. There was like albums they didn't even touch. Like Cam's first album didn't get touched. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, contractually, Cam can't touch any of those uh, songs. Really? He doesn't know them yet. Yeah. Wow. So is it like some type of Lauren Hill situation? Yep. Now, if what he can do is do the whole album over. Yeah. You know, and uh, with the same lyrics, and then it'll be fine because it'll be on his own shit. But since it's got to come from that first piece, he can't use any of them because he doesn't own it yet. Oh, wow. So, you know, sidebar, you know, um, the singer Jojo, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know she had to re-record her first two albums because you know she was um she was signed to Blackground, which was um Aaliyah's uncle's uh, record label. And so she was in litigation with them for years because she because she couldn't um, touch those first albums. So that's the reason why like she wasn't putting out music or nothing like that. So she finally had won the right to re-record. So she re- she had to re-record her first two albums. And if you pull her stuff up on the streaming site, the album that says 2018 after the um, title, that's her mm-hmm. re-recording. Because they just recently released her music to streaming, her original recordings to streaming. They just recently did that, like within the last month or so. But the ones that say 2018, that's her re-recording because she won the case to re-record. She did. And I, that's I, some crazy I, shit. I, I, she won, or and I don't want to, I don't want to uh, be wrong about that. But in order to re-record any music, I think the statute of limitations, because the contract to be like you can't use this music until you know such and such and such the day after you die. Like that's that's the loophole they put you in where you can't get royalties off of shit. But the uh the the trick to that is after seven years and i want to say seven years it might be longer but after seven years um you are able to redo the song on any type of level you know and so that i think that's how joe and she might have didn't want she probably just waited for the statue of limitations well i know she was in litigation they, like it, yeah, was, and it they, was a court, it was a court her, situation. Her lawyers probably said, yeah, that's like, because that's one of them things that you don't have to fight. Mm-hmm. So her lawyers probably said that, put in the litigation, 
let them niggas sit and wait, and then just and, and then just come out when the statute of limitations is up. Yeah, that's possible. I just know it was some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that was some straight yeah. bullshit. Cause like I loved those first two albums, and so when she was able to re-record them and put them out, she put she she did it and she put them out, but she had to tweak them a little bit. So unless you were a diehard that listened to the album day in, day out like I did, you probably couldn't really tell the difference. But I could tell the difference and I was just like, damn, these ain't the same. You know what I'm saying? Like they good, but they ain't the same. So mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, that was a sidebar. But anyway, um yeah, that's unfortunate he can't touch that first album because that first album's good. But um but yeah, so yeah, so let's go through the list. Um, the last first song was Fuck You up against I'm Ready. Uh, that was a dumb move. On who's... TV Tracker or not. TV Tracker or not. That was a dumb move on the on the dip set part. You think so? Uh, Glenn says Taylor Smith so. is doing it too, and it's a time limit on re-recording basically a non-compete clause. Okay. Right. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. She did have to do. That. I forgot which album she did that with. But yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift did have to do that. So that's some bullshit. But anyway, um, you said what again? That was a dumb. I think that. I think if a motherfucker came out with nigga, only my man's blood is sacred. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> that should have. That was like no. Like I think they should have slapped bar for bar. Like if it was me, I you know what I'm saying. As soon as they went with the fuck you, I done went straight from the who's wrong with the dip, dip who wrong with the clip. I would have. I would have really went bar. I, I would have tried to go bar bar for them. Like yeah. I'm like yeah. that. I would have. Came around. I'd have been like, hey, 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 wait a minute. Nope, 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 nope. They already trying to slap us in the face. Hey. Bring it back. Bring the, the one we said we were going to put 17, put that motherfucking number one. Fuck what they talk about. But see, this, know is the like, thing. this is the thing, which we're going to go back and talk about that. But I don't know why they was arguing about who's going first because the best seat is number two because you can modify your track list to counter yeah. what the first person played, which I didn't understand why they weren't doing that. You know what I'm saying? And so let's so let's go back to because we got ahead of ourselves for a second because it was a lot of shit that happened prior to them even starting. So the DJs. Did you see what happened with yeah. the DJs? No. Okay, so there was a there was two DJs. One DJ was going hard in the paint with the New York shit. He was getting the crowd hype, boom. The other DJ come, he started playing some shit, like, some shit that don't hit in New York. Like, he was playing, like, 10-year-old trap music, crunk shit. Like, it was just shit that just wasn't hitting for a New York crowd. Even when I was watching it, I was I was multitasking because I was watching it at work. But even when he started playing that stuff, I was like, eh, that don't really work for, you know, for the atmosphere. Come to find out, um, whatever DJ they was using or whatever, they ended up switching him out 
for another DJ because he because that DJ was going so terrible with his song selection that they ended up switching him out for another DJ. So it ended up being two DJs that were doing good with the New York crowd. But that's because they had to switch out the second DJ. Mm. So, yeah. So that so there was drama with that. Then I didn't know this until I watched the replay, but they had fights earlier that night. They had like four fights right before that versus. So all of this stuff was going on in the same night. So that's part of the reason why the announcer stayed there to to do that. He wasn't there specifically for the versus. He was there for the for the whole night. So, um, yeah. So then they bring out the locks. Then they announce Dipset, and only three of them show up. Like Cameron's not there, and it took them a minute for them to even come out. Because I was like, where the heck is Cameron? So then Cameron finally shows up. So then, um, another. Yeah, I was there. To that part. Yeah. So then, like, another thing that was going on was it was people on the stage. They didn't have shit to do with nothing. And it was like, damn. They was telling them before it even started, before they started announcing to, to get off the stage. And it was just like, come on. Get off the stage. So then it took them, like, almost an hour for them to even start. So I was getting annoyed with that. Then... They, they started whatever, they go on stage, then they start. So then, when I watched it the second time, that's when I started seeing it gradually get bad with the people on stage. Because it got yeah. to the point where it was like two-thirds random people and one-third locks and dipset, and that's how much room they had to perform. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. I, I, yes, exactly. And it was like, damn. Why are y'all allowing this to get back? And then on top of that, they kept announcing, get off the stage, get off the stage. Like, everybody's telling these people, get off the stage. The people are not getting off the stage. And I guess it was a lot of them telling them, like, I'm supposed to be up here. I'm supposed to be up here. They literally were saying, get off the stage if you're not the locks or dipset. And people were still staying on stage. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I was in the comments saying several times, like, what is going on? Just get off the stage. So, yeah. I, I really, I, I loved how, um, because, you know, I, I know a lot of them niggas were saying that. Like, I'm a part of the crew. Woody, woody, woody. I love how Sheik Loose went over there and was like, niggas, get the fuck off the stage. Like, what? nobody was playing with Sheik Loose short cocky ass. They was like, you know what? We just going to walk the fuck off this that shit right there happened because, like, everybody was like, get off the stage, get off the stage. But he was like, hey, hey, everybody get the fuck off the stage, man. Everybody, hey, oh. And these niggas was like, slowly but surely getting up. Like, you know what? We don't want to fight that little, little pit bull looking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't understand why it was such a big deal for them to be on the stage. Like, just get off. And they was literally like, we're not continuing until you get off the stage. Then a, you, some white guy got on the mic and was like, y'all got one minute to get off the stage or we shutting this down. And they still weren't it's getting off the stage. Like, I didn't understand. Like, it was so annoying. It was so annoying. 
Yeah, that shit was crazy. Yeah. I think it was more or less because uh, they don't really, you know, they didn't, any dipset of, of the lots, they didn't bring, you know, no extra security except they niggas. And like, you know, I don't think Madison Square Garden was actually prepared for what was going to happen. Yeah. Like, cause, yeah. It, 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 because if they had if really paid attention, they just heard the dipset in the lot. And they probably was like, oh, man, whatever. These niggas ain't coming out with albums and doing shit. They thought it was going to just be an easy-peasy Japanese for what they already had there. Like you said, it was already fighting. So they was cool with the security. What they didn't understand is when you have niggas like this caliber of people, like even Dipset, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing, Dipset is going to bring a crowd of their own. Right. So... They wasn't paying attention to is Dipset bringing a crowd of their own, the locks bringing a crowd of their own, and then already leftover people. Right, right, and then on top of that, because it got so disrespectful with their banter, they was about to fight. Like the entourage was about to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was about to be a, it was about to be a thing. Um, but anyway, but shout, out, shout out to the entourage for both parties for everybody in the whole stadium for you not to hear about no shootings no shootouts no fighting no no saying no none of that shout out to them for actually going in there and witnessing a juggernaut of rap history because damn my nigga like this shit was from 94 to like 2007 you gotta love that era yes 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 they definitely represented um Nobody else did. They definitely put on for New York because that was New York through and through. You know yeah. So, but anyway, back to the list. Um, so then the locks plays banned from TV uh, up against crunk music. Now, crunk music is my favorite dipset song. So it is. Yeah, I love crunk music. It's a bop. It's a bop. Yeah, I love crunk music. Um, so yeah. The next one was um starting something with DMX or DMX's song starting something. I was about to say. Yeah. And um Dip said suck it or not. Um, it's not because he's not here, but it's the it's the DMX song for me. The DMX song way better than suck it or not. Yeah. Like nobody even had to question that. Right. Um, then Mighty D Block versus Santana's Town. I'm torn. I'm torn. <laughs> I'm torn. That has to be a top of me. Um, now the Mighty D. That's that um that nursery school rom song, right? Yeah. Okay. And I love. I love. But it's something about. We are, this is the block, mighty, mighty, the block. And then bars coming straight after, it's just something that, that is something about that that just does something to you. Like, it makes you want to beat a nigga the fuck up. Like, I don't know how the nigga was making music like that, but everywhere you go, people want to know who we are. So we tell them, this is D-Block, mighty, mighty D-Block. You expect a nigga to be like, what's, 
you expect that shit. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> it's something about that. Like, that's an anthem in itself. Like, yeah. you know, me just me being a New York fan, because I love New York rap. Like, all bullshit aside, like, I, I, I never, I love Cali music, and my city is saturated with Cali music, but I used to always love crazy wordplay. And you only got that from a handful of Cali niggas, but you got that from a thousand New York niggas. So I, 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 I that I couldn't. I'm never gonna fail with that. Yeah. But, but that that the, that Jews town that shit was hard. But that's not hard as D Block. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I get what you're saying with the with the example. I mean, with the explanation. So I, I can definitely understand why one would pick that song. Um, so the next one is Who Shot Your Freestyle versus Get Them Girls and um, Live My Life. He's a dick. You pussy. Y'all both neighbors. Yeah. That's a hard ass. That's no, a hard ass. That's uh, all you need. Line. That's all you need yeah. right here. And you know that shit was hard. He repeated that shit three times. I've been saying it for the past week. Since, <laughs> since the verses, I've been saying that line for the past week. So, yeah. Um, you got to we have to give Jada Kids his flowers. We did not know. We knew he had bars. Like, don't get me wrong. We knew that nigga was significant. Yeah. But we didn't know this nigga had bars that were timeless. Those are yeah. timeless bars. Yeah. Now I, I will say that I will say that the locks um songs aged better than Dipset songs. They definitely aged better. Oh, yeah. I would say yeah. just like how the whole versus Nelly um versus um Ludacris. Remember we absolutely loved Nelly, but his songs did not age well at all. They did not. <laughs> and you know what? Sidebar. Yeah. Even talking about that, Nelly would have saved himself if he had played his B side music. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm 100%. Yes. Yeah. This is complete sidebar, but I think Nelly shot himself in the foot because he did not read the room. Versus is a black audience. He's been playing them white country audiences for so long. He forgot how to set up a playlist. For a black audience. And had he had help. Whether solicited or unsolicited. Had he had help. And listened to his help. For making his playlist. He wouldn't have lost. Or if he would have lost. It would have been a tie at best. Because Nelly honestly should have won. Even when with his songs. Not aging well. He should have won. He did though. I'm going to tell you the truth. That's the thing. Nelly should have went with his guns and only did it himself. He, uh, the nigga Ali, was the nigga that uh, did his song. Uh, no, no, no. Ali came out. No, Ali came out and said, "Had I helped him, this is the songs I would have told him to play." And he came up with his own playlist and put it out on Facebook. Oh. And said these were the okay. songs. And had he played the songs that Ali would have suggested, he would have won. He would have yeah, won. Uh, uh, 
Nelly was saying that Ali the one to put his songs together. No, Ali so I was like, damn, no. Ali the fuck don't like you for real, nigga. No, I don't know why he's trying to throw Ali under the bus because Ali came out and made a video and was like, these were the songs I would have picked had I known. Yeah. I, I, just, I thought Ali was mad at the nigga. I was like, why the fuck did you do him like that, uh, Ali? No, no. I, I don't think he had help. I think like I said, he was he's been playing them white country crowds for so long that he was like, I'm gonna put a playlist together that works, that you know, gets him going for that crowd, but he forgot that the versus crowd is a black crowd and we ain't necessarily going for them songs that the white folks go for. You know what I'm saying? So if he would have allowed me to do his song selection, I would have killed Ludacris. I'm just keeping it. Dude, you there know, was so many songs that he could have played that he did not touch. I got every Nelly album. Like, I'm not even bullshit. Yeah. And Nelly wasn't even a thug. Nelly just from Missouri. Right, right. Just on so the strength. I, I would have killed Ludacris. I'm going to keep it 100 because I would have played a bunch of shit that don't nobody even know that Nelly got. Right. Because they just used to Nelly from the radio. Right. Come right. on, man. Right. He, got, he, got he, track, he got tracks on Country Grammar. He got at least four tracks on Country Grammar that should have got played that did not get played. Right. Especially because y'all both used that Tony, Tony, Tony sample. And you knew for a fact that Ludacris was going to play that song because that was a single. When, especially especially when, because the, um, the remix when he did use the sample was a bigger hit than the original. So you knew for yeah. a fact that he was going to play that song. He should have countered with his sample because his sample is a better song, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, that didn't even make no damn sense that he did not do that. He didn't even play that song at all. It was like, come on. Yeah. Yes. That shit was white. Yes. Hey, yo, ma, how you doing? It's your son now. Come on. The gun's down. Hey, right. Cool with Ali 
ain't even cool with Ali no more. They didn't fell out and they fell out over uh some shit, some shit that uh Nelly said about Chingy and he fell out talking about we supposed to respect St. Louis and he was like, nigga, at one point we was beefing with Chingy, like so what the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? Right. Like I can say what I want to say about anybody. Right, because Nelly and Ali was on beef talking about Chingy together. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, okay, so Leah, we're completely off. But uh <laughs> Glenn says, um, Cam kicked Styles too. That was some sucker shit. She stopped him from getting on his ass. He kicked him. Oh yeah, listen. Okay, so if you wouldn't pay attention to that, um that, that nigga was uh he had he kicked that nigga on um, because he was messing with his shoes and shit and he was trying to take his shoes off. He was being mad disrespectful. Oh, I uh, did see him put his tail back on. He, uh, but he kicked him in his he kicked him in his side, and then he tried to kick him again, and that's when like um, Styles kind of lost it, like you know, like you know what I'm saying, being that kind. But like they kept their composure and was being cool, like because they already told each other they was already going to be on some disrespectful shit. Yeah. Like you know, so it was one of them things where he had to snap back, like, nah, this is what's supposed to happen. Mm, okay. Yeah, because they did some real disrespectful stuff. Like that whole um, moment that they had with Joel's when they um, took his bandana off. When I tell you, my mouth hit the floor when he did that. Because I just knew right then and there it was about to be a fight. Because that's like, that's like um, hitting to, somebody brim on their hat. They were supposed to do that. And, you know, I loved how when the crowd was getting hype over it, uh, Jadakus threw his own hat down and stepped up. Because he was like, bro, this yeah. is just... This is stage performance. Like, niggas, don't get it twisted. Right, you right. And that's the like, reason why they had to keep saying, hey, we cool, we cool, because they cruise was about to be on some other shit. Yeah, like, I guess like, everybody didn't get the memo that this was uh, fake. But, yeah. I like that. Then I like when Jadakus had his interview, he was like, nah, that's it. That, you know, we get it. He like, he, in New York, you know, that's hella disrespectful to snatch a nigga bad that. Right. And he was like, shit, stage, man, you know, we already told each other what we was going to do. So when we on stage, we got to be, we got to be at that shit. We got to yeah. do what we got to do. Like, that don't mean you do that shit. Nigga, you paid to be here. Right. Like, don't fuck up when you pay to be here. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. That was crazy. So, um, yeah, so back to the list. Uh, the next one was, um, Reservoir Dogs. And that was up against um, Pull It, 357, and The Rock. Now, I used to really like 357. I think I liked him more because of the video. I thought the video yeah. was real cool. Like, they just basically running through New York. But I just thought it was real cool. With that being said, though, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs is a phenomenal motherfucking track. From then to now. True. Excuse me. True. So then the next one is Mace with the locks, um, 24 Hours to Live. Up against a medley of songs. Um, G's Up, Harlem, Bird Game Money, Purple City, Bird Game. Purple City, Bird Game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Harlem 
is on that um on that um Jim Jones album that's amazing. Oh yeah. Harlem. Title Harlem. Yeah, and uh that's how he starts the album and it's like a great song to start the album. So when when they played that mug, when they start going Harlem, 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 I was like, Yes. But up against twenty four mm-hmm. hours to live though. The only way it would have survived is if he would have went through Harlem and then went through every fucking dope track from Harlem. You start playing this bird gang shit like that nigga is a ghost said. What the fuck are you playing? No, no, you might know this shit. Yeah. Like nobody was fucking with that purple bird gang shit except them Harlem niggas. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The shit didn't ring off outside of New York. That was one part of New York. The rest of New York didn't even give a fuck about that shit. Yeah. And if they didn't, nobody else in the world did. Yeah. You fucked up not keeping it Harlem. Yeah. Yeah. So, even though that was a medley of songs, it has one of my favorite uh, Jim Jones songs in it. 25 Hours to Live is, is one of them songs that go down in history. You know? Listen, it, it would have been wild disrespectful if they had brought mates on stage. Yo. I Yo. heard I heard that they was going to do it. Like, if you seen that interview with, uh, shout out to the Breakfast Club, um, but y'all ain't paying me, so I'm not giving y'all no, a lot of respect. But shout out to them for having them on you know, they were supposed to get them uh, the mace on there, but they opted out of it because they decided that that was going to be way too mad and disrespectful, and they didn't want the crowd to go uproar like that. You know, uh, mace still headhunted in motherfucking Harlem. Mm. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, even though mace can still go back to the hood, you know, he's still he still headhunting in Harlem because, you know, you know, Cam and him still have unfinished business they got to take care of. And that sucks because so they're like best friends. So. Yeah, so he, they they said we gotta opt. They they opted out of. Yeah, but they were ready. He, they they said it. They was like niggas, shit. Them niggas was ready. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't know this until um, I watched Hot 97's breakdown. But when Styles P shouted out Max B, that was. Complete and utter disrespect. And, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so when I watched it the second time, I, I heard how the crowd reacted to when he said it, and so I was like, okay, yeah, I guess High 97 know what they're talking about. Because they were cheering, but then they was like, oh, snap, you like, you know? So, basically, um, Max B, Max B and Jim Jones used to be together, used to be real close, but I guess they didn't fell out over some business type stuff. And it's so bad to the point where if he is doing, if Jim Jones is doing an interview and Max B gets brought up, he will not finish the interview if y'all want to continue to talk about him. Like, he's like, we got to move on. I'm not talking about him or I'm ending. We're not going to finish this interview. Like, it's that bad. 
So when he shouted him out, that was disrespectful. You know what? I think um I think that's kind of uh that I think that's just what you know us on the outside is uh still thinking because um I remember when he did that and I remember how the crowd reacted, but I also remember how Jim Jones reacted too. He saluted that. Yeah, I saw him. I was because I paid attention to him on that when I watched it the second time too, um, to see how he reacted. And it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So like when you watch it, like the average person watching and don't know what's going on, you wouldn't have known that something was going on. But it just yeah. seemed like he was just trying to play it off because maybe because of their conversation that shit was gonna get mad disrespectful. Maybe he was just playing it off like as part of the disrespect. But I didn't know that it was disrespectful at all until I watched Hot 97. Right. Yeah. So Glenn, did say shit was gonna get chippy, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I, I really do still think that's just one of them things where you know maybe they did file out and all that, but I think all that shit been squat because I, you know, one thing I do know about Styles P, he ain't gonna say nothing uh, too disrespectful unless he don't like you, and he he liked them there. Yeah. Yeah, they like each other. Um, yeah. Yeah, but. Maybe, maybe if it was on some Jeezy Gucci Man type stuff, he probably wouldn't have said it. But because it's not on that level, he he was able to say yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? He was able to say it. So Glenn says they should have played way more of that Harlem album. I agree. That's what I said. Yeah. I agree. I kept. I'm saying if he was stuck to Harlem when they had went open, when they would have went through 24 Hours to Live, they would have been okay. They would they would have went about it. They would have been scathed. But they would have got out of that motherfucking fight. Yeah. They lost that fucking fight. Yeah, right. With a they medley. With a medley. They lost it with a medley. That's what makes it so bad. But anyway, um, the next round is chest to chest freestyle up against bout it bout it three. They had no business playing bout it bout it three. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what nobody talking about. That song always been with. I mean, I'm not saying it ain't a good song because they, you know what I'm saying. Anything that bridges hoods to hoods yeah. is a dope track. But at the same time, that shit weak compared to what all you got in store for, man. Like, dude, that was the wrong thing to play. Now, the one song I'm surprised that didn't get played was that Adrenaline Rush too. Like that one, could you imagine how hard that beat would have hit if they played that? You know why they didn't play it, Because I, I agree with you. But I, once I realized they were doing TV tracks, that's why they wouldn't do Adrenaline Rush too. Yeah. Well, they played they themselves. Yeah, it would have never made it, it. They wouldn't have been able to give it its just do. That that's a song they they should have played, and then if they would have had yeah. if they would have had Twista come out and Psycho Drama, nigga, if they wasn't TV tracking, they would have definitely brought that out because that right there is a bar for bar punchline song. Yeah, yeah, that one it would have been hard. 
Twister was amazing on that shit. Yeah. And Psycho Drama. They both was. They bo- they were, Psycho Drama was dope. Yeah, they both was dope on the original. So for them to come back for that part two, like, that mug was dope. You know? The weakest one was yeah, Cam. Cool. Shit. <laughs> It would have been one of them where they don't saying that the, the the preference would have carried them over. Yeah, yeah. Like they were trying to say that the locks was gonna do. Yeah. Like yeah. they 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 wanted the locks to play all the songs they had with Biggie, and they was like, Nah, we ain't nigga. That's not we're not getting into the bag bag. We getting into the bag. Yeah. Especially with um, DMX's death being so recent. I can see them doing what they did, playing more DMX than anything. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So next round is Dope Money versus Welcome to NYC. And then this is when they was like, "You ain't got no New York tracks." It was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like Dipset was setting them up for the alley oop. Right. But Dipset, Dipset was playing themselves. They were setting the locks up for Aliu. Like, and some people were saying that the shit was staged because of how bad they were setting um, the locks up. Jadakiss even said the shit was staged. Yeah. Jadakiss was like, y'all, y'all doing this to y'all. I said, come on, man, this is staged. This ain't even fair. Yeah. 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 So. Like, I would have said the same thing. Like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing right now? Right, right, right. Because it didn't make no sense. And it was just like, okay, play a song and be quiet. Like, go back and eat your food. Like, what are we, like, why are y'all bringing this commentary that don't make sense? It was like, I said on Twitter that it seemed like they spent more time picking out their outfits than picking out their playlist. Because they their playlist was not making any sense. And then they weren't even trying to study their opponents. Because why would you say that the locks ain't got no New York joints? Listen, they said the locks ain't that they said that they don't even got songs for bitches. Yeah. And then they came back with a whole medley. Like it didn't even make sense. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people were saying that the shit was staged at that point, you know what I'm saying? So but anyway, that was that round. So then it goes to them going into the job rule song New York, which is one of my favorite job rule songs. Period. I was singing that mean. mug like I'm from New York and I've only been there once and that was two years ago. Like I was playing that mug. That's another trick that you beat niggas' heads up with. Yeah, you can be from Gary, Indiana, right. and when you hear I got a hundred hundred clips, nigga, I'm from New York. From right, right there, you from one barrio. You don't know what barrio you from. You just know you from a barrio somewhere in New York. Like right. them five barrios mean something. And you a part of at least one of them. Right. Right. Somebody be like, what part you from? That part? Shit. <laughs> New York. Right. <laughs> Dead ass nigga, get the fuck out of here, man. Right. Right. It was just like, why would you do that? And then, um, so they played New York, and then they played, then they played Locked Up. Locked Up won't let me out. L- yes. 
And then right before, this is when Styles P made his comment about Max B. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that song, those two songs went up against Certified Gangsters. Yeah. That was the locks round, of course. But like, locked up was such the biggest song. That's what I was about to say. Like, all jokes aside, they could have just went New York or locked up and would have beat Certified Gangsters. Right. When they did that, I was like, these are two rounds by themselves. They shouldn't have put them together like that. Because they were such big songs. So, Glenn says from the Bronx beat. And he says, no, no, the boogie down, my bad. <laughs> See, you about to get us beat up and shit, nigga. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that was that round. So, then the next round was No Idea Original Freestyle up against We Fly High. There really ain't nothing the locks got that's gonna win up against We Fly High. I was about to say, yeah, you know that's come on, man. Right. That that right there. You you everybody got to shut up with that. Yeah. Like, I, 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 he didn't throw the remixes out there. I at this know. point, at this point, you could have battle wowed yourself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the battle wowed the soldier boy. Yeah. Soldier boy.
The hardest verse is Little Kim. That's a fact. Yeah. There's no denying that. Like, you, I remember, I remember when it first came out and whatnot, and you know that Diddy's first, and then all of the locks, and then the chorus, and then Kim and Biggie at the end. I used to forward the song all the way up until Little Kim's part, cause <laughs> I was just not here for the locks, like. It just took too long to get to Little Kim's verse. Like, yeah. And I mean, and I get it. I mean, they, they verses is cool. I found out during the verses that Jada Kiss uh, wrote Diddy's verse. But I was just like, you know what? Little Kim, Little Kim is the one that rocked that, rocked that song. You know, I just can't. I can't deny that fact. So maybe that was part of the reason why it just it's a great song but it just don't hit like that on the locks. But I don't know. Alright, we have a uh... Somebody was at my door, man. I had to get them the fuck away from me. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. I'll pause it. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but I was just saying, like, um, like maybe that's just the reason why all about the Benjamins, as far as the locks is concerned, just don't really hit that hard for me. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and then you know, um, you can't really. <laughs> Kim had the Kim had the best boy, you know. Who was second after that? Styles P. But in this type of game, you can't say acting hard when you was fruity as root Paul. Yeah, yeah. Some some of the stuff that they were saying in that song don't really um, resonate. I mean, she loose. She loose, not yeah. Styles P. I said Styles P, but I meant she loose. Like, yeah, you can't. Yeah, they. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you no. know that that line that stack chips like Hebrews that gets blurred out. So. And, and I always like, get blurred out. Now I, I just don't understand. I don't understand why, why either. I never understood why. I mean, even if it is a stereotype, isn't that a positive one? But, I mean, yeah, it's the truth. <laughs> like I never understood that, but anyway, um. The next one, this one, I was in the comments. I was like, what are you doing? But it's Wild Out versus Killer Cam. I never was a fan of Wild Out. And I think that that's one of the songs that they could have left on the cutting room floor for picking this playlist. Because why would you play Wild Out? Because Wild Out is tough, man. Uh, I never liked it. You say what you want. But... Compared to Killer Cam, I, I I get it, but it's more of a um. Do you want to do you want to break everything in the house, or do you want to like chill out, drink a little bit, smoke some shit, maybe get some head in the back? You know, this is comparing these songs. Yeah. Killer Cam, head in the back. Well, out. I'm about to tear your kitchen up, my nigga. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's catchy. 
it's definitely a catchy song, but I just was like, that's one of their weaker songs to me. I wouldn't have put it on a playlist. Um, and, and it's I think annoying. it's a strategy to that, though. I think it's a strategy to that, though, because I really do believe, and it, it may be just me, but I really do believe because Jadakiss now has two under his belt. He got two wins under his belt. I believe that some tracks was not played specifically of I, I'm I'm gonna be a nigga and say specifically, and that's and that's not a real word. Um, but I think that he's uh, they did that because they really want to go after most uh, squads or groups back then to prove actually who the locks is, because they really didn't get to prove it like they wanted to back then, even though they was a powerhouse. They didn't get to prove it like they want. They they want to go against everybody. They want to go against G Unit. Excuse me. They want to get uh go against uh any uh anybody who thought they had, you know what I'm saying, they had that group thing, cash money out there, even though they fucked with cash money. They want to go with everybody, so they keep a lot of things in the back burner. And if you listen to their interview with the Breakfast Club, and that's all I'm gonna keep giving y'all, and I hate to keep saying y'all name, but I got to. Um but y'all a good show, but I, I just, you know, y'all don't pay me. Um, but they they are holding shit back. Yeah. They had a lot of shit, because there's a lot of shit Styles B had that they didn't put out. It's a lot of shit that Sheep Looch had. Like, they didn't play none of a gangsta in the general. Yeah, well, no, they did. They played, um, I get high, I get high, I get high. That, what you don't realize is that's an EP. That was on my album. Yeah, it was the EP first. So they it was an EP and then it came to the it went to the album. Oh, so it okay. doesn't count in the album track. Okay. Yeah, I always, yeah, I always counted as the album track because it was on mine. It, yeah, it, it it went on everybody's as a bonus track. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, they didn't play none of that. Yeah. They didn't play none of that shit yeah yeah and shoot it seemed like she luch just started playing the background after some after so long you know exactly he got tracks track mm-hmm. yeah so they really they they, they want to really go i think they really like trying to solidify themselves it's, a, it's a possibility yeah it's a possibility and you know, with two standout versus performances from Jada Kiss, like you gotta, you gotta look at them now. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, That's one of them things you gotta respect that. Yeah. So the next round is um, Kiss Your Ass Goodbye um, versus. Da, 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 da. Yep, you already know where I'm going. Yeah. But it was versus Salute and 848. So then the next round is Felony Niggas up against Old Boy and Hey Ma. A dipset won by default. Why you say by default? I, I'm going to say because um, Felony Niggas was hard, but Felony Niggas wasn't Old Boy. Right. I feel like. Um, oh boy and hey ma should have been two different rounds. 
But this is yeah. where this is where Joel shot himself in the foot again, talking about they ain't got no songs for the ladies. And then the locks came back with their medley of Roger. She said she was a if you take a pins out, then the hair touched down the calf. Right. Like, I'm, hey, I'm like, I don't know why they did that shit yeah. to themselves. Yeah, I don't know why he did that either, but they came back with their medley of ride or die, bitch, honey, Jenny from the block, family affair, good love, and knock yourself out. And it's so funny because when they played ride or die, bitch, I got in the comments and I was like, y'all need to play that joint with Mary J. Blige. And then they turned around and played the Family Affair remix. But that wasn't the song I was talking about. I was talking about the song that they got on her third album. Um, It's called um, Can't Get You Off My Mind. I think that's the name of the song. Mm. And that song goes so hard. But it's featuring the locks because you know she got the locks, their record deal. Yeah. You know, so their record deal with Bad Boy. But yeah. But yeah, but they that medley went up against. <laughs> all right, that medley went up against "Summer with Miami." I'm sorry, honey included, knock yourself out included. I'm gonna go with "Summer with Miami." <laughs> you got to man. Right, I mean, like. I uh, Summer with Miami is such a good song, and Honey is amazing. Honey is amazing, but yeah, that's Summer with Miami, though. It's the Summer with Miami, yeah. Got me feeling like opium. I'm trying to dance with the loaded M. <laughs> He raps like he just took a drag and hasn't exhaled. Then what the niggas say, nigga? That's it. That's that's that nigga. That was when you just learned how to rap, nigga. Yeah, he said that <laughs> on crunk music. I was like, damn, why he gonna dog my favorite Gypsy song like that? But anyway, so the next song or the next round is Good Times up against Santana and Murder Murder. It's good times for me. I get high, I get high, I get high, I get high. I mean, I, listen, good times is a, and that, that's a song that you, nobody can ever compete with. Right. Nobody. Right. And then they mixed it with I Got Five on it. So, yes. just in case, just in case you were on the fence, we're going to go on ahead and make it come to our side. But, who would be on the fence with Good Times? That, that's a song that's unbeaten. I, I cannot lie to you. As an advocate weed smoker. <laughs> and like like right now, I'm not smoking a cigarette. I'm smoking a hemp cigarette. I don't do no tobacco no more. I am fully aware of what the shit to do and all that shit. What I'm saying is that shit back in the day, What's phenomenal to me, that shit was on heavy repeat in my car because I got high, high, high every day. High, high, high every night. High, high, high all the time I got. High, high. Damn. I didn't even smoke at all back then. And 
I, that song was on repeat. That song was the reason why I got that album. But, yeah. So, yeah, so good times for me. Um, The next round is a medley. It's WW3 intro, All for the Love, Rough Riders Anthem Remix, Get At Me Dog, and Last Day, Up Against Down and Out. Um, I didn't think they was gonna pull out the Get At Me Dog, but it counts. That was, at that point, it was just a pure-ass shootout. Like, I know I'll take that line back. At that point, it was a marksmanship contest, and them niggas was headhunting. Yeah. Um, so then the next round is another medley. The champ is here intro, made you look, money, power, respect, by your side, come through, put your hands up, blackout, we gonna make it. I'm so mad that they put money, power, and respect at, in a medley. But the best verse is DMX, so I don't know. But that was up against, I really mean it. Um, Nobody really cared at that point. Well, they they stopped caring a long time ago, but yeah. I told y'all on the last podcast, like, even though I was going for Dipset, I'm adamant on it, I'm a down there. But I told y'all, I said, you know what? You know what's going to be major to the the song? Because that song got me hyped every time I heard it. Was Jay the... Wow, I kiss you, bitch ass nigga. I thought that shit was so utterly disrespectful and so right for them to play that at the end of their at the end of their melody. I was like, oh my god, I I subconsciously said this shit was gonna kill everything and didn't even put the I, I didn't even put my respect on them niggas name like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, just just the way that he starts that song off, just fuck the frail shit. Like, I, like, I'm not here to play with y'all, and I'm letting y'all know now. They gotta use the scales that they weigh the whales with. Right. First off, I didn't even know they weighed whales. So. <laughs> like, damn, that's one big-ass scale. Dude. But, All that, man... Young Jadakiss was very, very underrated, and now I understand why he kept telling everybody he was top five dead or alive. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, you definitely have to put the respect on his name at this point. At this point, you know what I'm saying? He's done two separate verses and won both of them. And won both of them single-handedly, like. That's the killer part about it because yes, he was with the locks, but he single handedly won that versus. Oh yeah, he killed that verse. And, and you know the crazy that's why I said I, I think they they kept a lot of shit back because they want to they want to utterly annihilate anybody who came up between the, the years of ninety seven to two thousand and seven. Because you know everybody got a ten year rank. They really want to tell you for those ten years we ran the fuck out of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, yeah, I and we weren't that. paying attention to them at all. Like we wasn't. But well, you know, but I don't think they really cared outside of New York to be honest. 
long as they that's had New York on lock, like, they didn't care. That's why I was about to say we was, but we really wasn't because it was unless you was getting mixtapes like I was. Nobody was really giving motherfuckers a respect. But them D block niggas was always hard. We had, it was countless mixtapes that was incredible. It was countless fucking app like Style P album was hard. She Blues album was hard. Anything that Jada came out with was hard. The last shit he came out with, fucking phenomenal. Like he didn't even play none of the tracks from Inner Nation. I, I, I don't want to brutalize the name of that song. I mean, uh, the name of that album. But he didn't play none of those, and them motherfucking songs is hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that the way that this playlist looks like it was set up, they were going for stuff that people could sing along with. Especially in the crowd. You know? So, that's probably the reason why he wasn't going for the newer stuff. But, that's all right. But, yeah. That's all right. Next time a nigga want any group that want to challenge the locks, I can guarantee you they going for the neck from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you definitely have to be prepared. Like who else? Who else could battle the locks at this point? Like, I honestly nobody. Yeah. No. I can't think of nobody else either. I, I really no, only, I'm not, only person I'm I can I only, only person I can see in the building would be G Unit, but lyrically that, I think just, I think the locks will still win. There's no comparison. You got <coughs> you got to think about it from <coughs> excuse me from headliner. To underbelly, like the headliner for G Unit would be Fifty. The under the underbelly of that would be Tony Yayo. Yeah. Nigga, that alone, you're gonna silence and desist because Jada Kids got so many tracks against all of them niggas. Right. And then you gotta think Silverback Gorillas. I don't know if motherfuckers was paying attention to Sheik Looch, but Sheik Looch. Got so much power and emphasis in New York against them G Unit niggas. He got tracks that are mad disrespect. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my God, nigga, you gotta think them niggas was Gorilla Unit. This nigga called himself the Silverback Gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just, let's just cut out the bullshit aside. I don't give a fuck about your whole team, nigga. You dealing with a silverback. You know the silverback is the dominant being. So all you niggas can be gorillas, yeah. but I'm the silverback. Right, right. Like, bro, he was mad disrespectful. Yeah. Like, I don't, like you said, they'll just be in the building. They don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think 50 will do one period. So. And the only person that I would, would, want him to go up against if he was going to do one by himself is Ja Rule. Like, that's ja it. That's Rule, all. Yes. Ja Rule. And you know what? He'll never do that because I'm not going to lie. If they go track for track, new ones and old ones, 50 will lose. 50 I, I, I'm going to put my money yeah. I'm gonna put my money in right then and there. 50 going to lose. 50 going to lose. I don't think it would be like anything close to the locks versus Dipset in the loss, but he would definitely not win. Nah, I was about to say it ain't gonna be like that. Yeah, it'll but, be it'll be way close because 
50s yeah. newer stuff is some bops. Like that song he got that's playing at the beginning of um of book three, Raising Canaan. Yeah. That song go hard. And then don't let him play Big Rich Town. It's a rap. Big Rich Town is hard. Don't let him play Big Pimpin' with Chris Brown. We pimpin', nigga. Yeah, right. Right, that song do yeah, go hard too. Like his, don't his let newer him play stuff is good. Yeah, with Chris Brown. Yeah. Yeah, his newer stuff, his newer stuff is good. Like he um I remember back uh with the power episodes, they used to play some of his new stuff at the end. And they were good songs too. So yeah. Yeah, yeah we I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be one of these, it's gonna be a dog out fight. But what we don't what we fail to realize, well I ain't gonna say we cause we know. We know what I'm saying. Once you start getting into all the Ja Rule's albums, and then when they play that Ja Rule album, that Blood in My Eye, which didn't didn't get no respect, right? But was really phenomenal. I ain't gonna Blood in My Eye was one of Ja Rule's best albums. Really? See, I I wasn't on Blood in My Eye because I didn't really care for Clapback. But the album after that, the R U L E. That album went hard. That album went hard. was hard. But yeah. But my like, favorite is Pain is to, Love. Pain is Love is my favorite job rule. I'm, a, I'm just an old school nigga. I love, before, um, I, I was like, I was like really obsessed. And I hate to say it like that because I fanned out like a motherfucker. I was a real fan over niggas like DMX. Because uh, I needed that hole to be filled where Tupac had left. And DMX was there, but then when Benny Benny Beachy came out, I fucking fell in love with Ja Rule. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. That shit was hard. Benny Benny Beachy was one of the hardest albums I fucking bought myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna do and then the murderers. When he when when it was him and and, and Black Child and uh and and and, and, and Beater. It's like, yeah, them, 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 them standout albums for me. Yeah. Yeah, see, I didn't hear that one, but the way I played Pain is Love, that's like my, that's my favorite job rule. Now, Glenn says, get in my car. That, I don't know if he's trying to be funny towards me or what, because that's my favorite uh, 50 Cent song. <laughs> get in my car is good. Yeah, get it. Bitch, get in. Like, I love that. My car is good. That shit is hard. Yeah. My favorite 50 Cent song is uh, I, you know, it's going, it, it, it's so weird because it's so uh, mi- uh, minuscule for real. But uh, my favorite 50 uh, Cent song is uh, Have a Baby by Me, Baby. Be a Millionaire. Be a Millionaire. Have a Baby by Me, Baby. Be a Millionaire. I don't know why that's my favorite. That is catchy. my fucking favorite, though. That song is catchy. And then, like, he's kind of low-key, right? You know? He is! <laughs> he's so telling the truth. <laughs> right. That'd be, and that'd be the funniest he, shit about 50, because he'd be, on, he'd be on some troll shit with some real shit. Like, when he was on that troll shit about people owing him money... Niggas was really out here owing him money. He wasn't lying about the shit. Like niggas was really having to needing to pay him. Like 
It is hilarious. He will troll you with some real shit. And people got to come out with disclaimers and explanations and all this shit. Lynn says, do you think about me as his favorite?
You know what? Um, although it's the fucked up time of the week, I really respect uh I respect his way of saying, you know, I, I was a fuck boy at one time too. So I respect him for saying I'd rather leave than cheat. The problem with being a fuck boy like he is at this time, when he said he wants to leave, like we all did at one point in time, we gonna leave and do our thing, but bitch, don't you suck another dick. Then like that's that's what we was trying to we was trying to convey. What we don't understand is when you give people the leeway, they supposed to fuck somebody else. Yeah. They that's what they supposed to do. And that's, that's why this song do. that's why this song is the fucked up song. Because it's not what you're what you're trying to convey. It's yeah. your intentions and your expectations on the situation that you are presenting. She you you expect her to love you so much. Then she gonna hold that pussy down for you. Right. But you know, in so, the event that you may come back, you know what I'm saying? And whenever that happens, because we don't have a time frame on when that's gonna happen. But it's just about that's the thing, as and we so we so stupid. I always say that shit all the time with my girl. We so stupid as men, we actually believe the motherfuckers be holding that pussy down for us. Yeah. It's niggas locked up right now. It's been locked up for five years and believe they bitch that they talk to every night ain't sucked a dick in five years. Yeah. I had, this is probably telling too much of my story, but. Nah, I, tell <laughs> your story, bitch. <laughs> tell your story, bitch. Nah. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, I had an ex where we had a breakup and the breakup was bad. It was it was not a break. It was a break up. We didn't talk for a long time. Um, then just so happened to have a conversation with a month, like probably it had to be almost a year. And I told him that I had dated somebody within this break up. I got called everything but the child of God. And it was just like, how does that even work? Like, why am I all these names and we have been broken up? Well, these niggas are soft, man. These yeah. niggas are stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I I was I was flabbergasted. It's like really? And and it was just like it wasn't like I was just, you know, offering the information. You asked, I answered, and I didn't lie. You know, but yeah, you know, that's how it be though. I guess you're supposed to just be sitting at home on your hands, you know what I'm saying, or sitting there twiddling your thumbs or something like that, waiting for them when they decide that, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do right. Let me go ahead and make this shit right. Nah, this is the thing. I want to tell everybody that goes through this shit because everybody goes through this shit. I don't give a fuck what you say. Everybody has went through a situation like this. Now, why I'm saying that, I'm saying this. Do not lie to anybody on anything because that's when a real person comes out. Like in your case, cuz, you know what I'm saying? If that nigga really gave a fuck about you, he would have swallowed. That shit would have hurt. I ain't even gonna act. I'm a man. I ain't even gonna act like that shit wouldn't have hurt. But he wouldn't have been disrespectful with you because he would have knew, 
That's what you had to do because he know in the back of his head, this nigga done got his shit sucked about four or five times in the back of the room. So he well, can't really say anything to you. Of course. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the thing, but you have to grow and realize that. I, tell, I have to tell niggas all the time, you, you got to stop demeaning women for being human. Yeah. You know, because if, you're, if your human trait was to leave instead of cheat, which is an honorable trait, I will give you that. That is an honorable trait. At the same time, though, you can't go fuck niggas when it comes to her being satisfied. Because my mama used to tell my sisters all the time the only way to get over it nigga is to get over it up. Yeah. So I've got that mentality in me. So I'm not about to, if you be like, I ain't did nothing with nobody. I'm going to believe you lying, or I'm going to believe you ain't living your life to the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, like, go. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You got to do your thing. Like, I'm not going to be mad at you. I ain't going to say I ain't going to be hurt, but I'm not going to be mad at you. Like, if you say, yeah, I fuck such and such, and I find out such and such is like seven foot three and 365 pounds, I know that nigga dick touches kneecap. But you know what? I can't say nothing. I gotta. I just gotta take this. Right, because you gotta she eat that. To come back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, right, she, you gotta eat she that. Could be fucking, she could be fucking a long dick nigga right now, but she just happened to be here with me. Right. She could not I be can't. entertaining you, period. Just, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part. That's the part that. You just gotta, you know? Yeah, you just, you just gotta, you gotta realize, like, hey. You know, she could, be she could not be fucking with me. Yeah, that's no, that's no disrespect to me or anybody that's been through that situation, especially in this situation. Now, I'm not going to say, you know, uh, a situation where the woman is cheating and then she comes back to the fold. But if y'all split and y'all get back together, you got to let that shit ride just like she got to let the shit ride. Yeah. You might have fucked somebody you don't like. Yeah. If she decides to deal with that, you got to deal with she didn't fuck this motherfucking nigga whose dick is longer than a car ride over here. You got to deal with it. Then the car ride, fam. Then the car ride. <laughs> you just keep it real. Ain't no savvy shit to my dick. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm not shooting my dick down. You know, I'm big, oh, big daddy. Man. I'm a, I'm a lip. I'm a die on that shit. I ain't even going to let nobody fake me. But I'm just saying, I know I ain't the longest dick in the world. Uh, I know that I know what I'm saying. So I know, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you might not, you know, it's the same thing with a man though. You know, you don't marry the you you don't marry the best pussy you ever had. The best pussy you probably ever had came from a whole bitch. You ain't marrying that. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Unless unless that nigga was a good nigga, you ain't marrying the biggest. <laughs> You feel me? Yeah. It just happens like so. Niggas gotta understand reality. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, and in, in a, you know what I'm saying? In some people' cases, they ran through that. Like, this nigga was the longest dick she ever had, and he was a good nigga. You know, the same picture with a scenario. This bitch was the best pussy I ever had, and she, you know what I'm saying? She was a good woman. But that <laughs> shit don't happen to everybody. Yeah. So don't you know what I'm saying. So don't get it twisted and don't get butt hurt. When a motherfucker decides, you know what I'm saying, that 
you are the person that they want to grow with. You know, that's the thing, like, you know, that's the that's the problem with Donnell Jones' first verse. Yeah. So let's go you to know. the second verse. <clears throat> Excuse me. Never did I imagine that you would play a major part in a decision that's so hard. Do I leave? Do I stay? Do I go? Or think about my life and what matters to me the most? Girl, the love that we share is re- is real. But in time, your heart will heal. I'm not saying I'm gone, but I have to find what life is like without you. What in the world gives you the audacity to tell me that we breaking up, but I'm not saying I'm gone, but I need to find out what life is without you. And think that somebody going to be okay with that. But people do. People do. That's the weird thing. People yep. do. Like, in your head, you like, I ain't gonna do it. I know a motherfucker right now that's going through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell that nigga, he's out every day. Like, what the fuck? How did this bitch gonna leave you? But still, <laughs> but still wants you to be a good father for her kids. And like, you know, still invite you to like, you know, I got you on the outside. She getting outside dick, but she wants you to be the upfront father. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the real nigga, the real daddy ain't doing this shit. Oh wow. I love her, man. And I, I can't I can't fault him, because I was doing the same shit. But I keep telling you, I was only doing it for one kid, nigga. You got three. <laughs> nigga, your baby kind of shot. Yeah. I was doing it for one kid. And every now and then I was getting some pussy, so I wasn't even tripping. But then I found out she was like talking shit on my name, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of here. I can't do it. This motherfucker just whole ain't getting no pussy, ain't got pussy in years, and just playing daddy, and ain't got no kids for real. Wow, still playing daddy. Like, do you not know she is getting real dick? She getting grade A dick. Serve to her, they don't even say hi to her motherfuckers here. They just come in and get the fuck out of my way. Go in the room and put their mama to pound town. <laughs> like, straight up. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I was watching Divorce Court a couple days ago, and, um, on YouTube, when you watch like a current episode, sometimes they'll throw you an OG episode with Judge Maybelline. And this one episode, the lady was complaining that her husband wasn't a, a man. <laughs> First off, Judge Maybelline was calling her out. She wasn't even catching how she was calling her out because she was like, he looks like a man to me. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, this is a man in front of me. But, uh, she was saying <clears throat> that a man is supposed to do X, Y, and Z, like take care of the household, um, take care of the bills, take care of the kid, all this stuff. I'm supposed to do all this stuff financially. But they had already split up. Um, the husband was living in a different state. And she was in their marital state, but... She was working, paying all her bills, and got a boyfriend. <clears throat> and the 
boyfriend don't work. The boyfriend is pretty much the babysitter. And so she was just like, okay, but by your logic of what a man is, that ain't what you got now. But you complaining that this wasn't what he was doing. You about to throw your whole marriage away for somebody that's not doing it for you now. So it was crazy. It was great. Like she didn't even realize the the con the big old contradiction she was living. Some motherfuckers go slave for sex, man. Yeah. This is, she literally went slave for a dick. Yeah. She gonna she gonna work her ass off, do what she gotta do, knowing good and damn well oh, this nigga. That's why. Hey man, that song "Housekeeper" fuck bitches up and fuck niggas up too. That in the morning right. I can get your bath right already. Get you ready, ready for it. Let me be your housekeeper, girl. That nigga was basically saying I'm not about to do shit but deliver dick <laughs> and occasionally wash the dishes. That's it, and that's all. <laughs> right. And girls was singing that song. That's what they wanted in their life. They fucked it up. Remember the bridge? You don't believe me when I say I rather stay in the house when you come home from work. Let me show you what you deserve. Like nothing. None of that shit, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. No, when you come home from work. Right. That's the crazy I'm, part. Like, we, they really got got over. They really got over with that song. Because that was a hit. And that was saying everything that we, in real life, don't want. That nigga said, I'm cooking clean. I'll even do the window. Right. You sung it's hard <laughs> out on that part too. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> literally, I'm busy to be amazed when right. it's dick out. Right. Like literally. And y'all went for that shit. Y'all yeah. ate that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. That's y'all get hit. mad. Y'all get mad at a real nigga to be like. Shit, I'll take care of my kids, but I'm not doing none of that shit for you. Um, you old bitch ass nigga, you ain't shit. Yeah. When you about to fucking maid. Yeah. Let me be you about to fucking maid. We probably need to do that song next week, because that's a fucked up song in real life. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you heard it first, y'all. We doing housekeeper. Song of the week. Right. I, I single-handedly thought of that and didn't even know I thought of it. Right, right. You up. Right, we definitely doing Mary. that one next week. So, Jerry's final thoughts. <sighs> Shit. Jerry's final thoughts. Alright, I'm not even gonna um, be on no extra. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Uh, I'll just get back to the whole jogging thing. Um, Check this out. I don't do disrespect to any woman. I grew up around women. A lot of women uh, raised me. A lot of them women wasn't um, to uh, people's standards of what a real woman was. But to my standards, were were great and amazing and took care of their household. Me saying that is saying this. 
we have to, as a society, stop putting names on people who are taking care of themselves. When, when um, the way you survive is better than the way someone else survives, you shouldn't give a fuck about the negativity you get with it. Because if um, you sell tote pictures to take care of your children and that provides you a seven-figure uh, income, check this out. You are way better than that chick that works for UPS and has a problem with what you're doing like. And I just, I, I want to iterate that with anybody out there, whatever you decide to do, um, if it is at an income that is fully sustaining you, not only for now, but is putting money back for the future, you shouldn't give a fuck about what nobody has to say. I, I, I mean, I'm just one of them. My girl knows I'm an advocate nigga of the OnlyFans bitches, stripper bitches, and I know I'm saying bitches, but I, I put y'all in high respect. But any uh, uh, sex workers, men and women, if y'all are doing things to sustain yourself, you should not worry about a hater that doesn't even sustain themselves better than you that's doing a regular job. I'm not going to shit on y'all. And could y'all live better? I, I live good. Don't get it twisted. I live good. And I'm not, I know what I'm saying? I can't hold that back from me from having a regular job. But at the same time, I respect y'all for doing what y'all doing because not only do you have a regular job that you are helping yourself, you have a job that is allowing you and your family to live better. I wish I had that. I'm striving for that now. So I'll kudos for you. I'm not one of them people that's going to disrespect you. When you got people that's disrespecting you, check this out. That's because they're miserable and can't do nothing else and they like it. You shouldn't listen to them in the first place. That's my final thought. It's a good final thought. <clears throat> That's a good final thought, for sure. I know I'm not going to hate. Yeah, you Nobody, um, As long I'm, as I'm it's not with no minors and you're safe and you're doing it the right way, you're you not going to get no judgment out of me. Exactly. I don't get it. I don't get it. When, when, ladies and gentlemen, please stop getting butt hurt over the nigga to be like, I'll never buy your OnlyFans. This nigga ain't gonna buy nobody's OnlyFans. He can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. He can't do it. I can afford to buy your OnlyFans. I'm not, I don't buy OnlyFans because a lot of y'all get y'all shit for free. Y'all need to start monetizing y'all shit better. But I don't have no problem with getting y'all OnlyFans. I said it before. It's, it's the demographic. And my demographic, I don't have a lot of people that I know personally that has OnlyFans, but I know niggas that live out in Texas, that live out in like Indiana, uh, New England, all that shit, that they know a lot of OnlyFans bitches and they keep it real with the home team. If I knew OnlyFans, if, if you told me I got an OnlyFans right now, cuz, I would never look at your shit, but I would buy your shit. You know why? Because I look after the home team. I'm not knowing saying not to be on no extra, I, it would be a subscription that I have that I don't look at, like it's a thousand subscriptions that I have that I don't look at. Mm-hmm. But I look after the home team. You feel me? Right. Right. So with like, my lunch, the- I'll be sure to let you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it'll be there. It'll be there. It'll be a charge on my shit, and I'll be like, "Who the fuck is?"
be this 39. And I'll be like, oh, okay, that's an empty. All right. I wouldn't even trip. Yeah. I mean, we, we all got to start looking out for us. You know what I'm saying? For us. That's right, the only right. way us going to be us. So I respect them Texas niggas for always buying only fans for them bitches in Texas. I respect them New English niggas, uh, New, uh, New England niggas, for always buying them only fans uh, bitches in New England. I respect that. Because I think that's what you're supposed to do with the home team. Right. I can't say I fuck with you if I don't fuck with everything you do. Right. I think that's a problem that a lot of us have, like, um, the lack of support. You know what I mean? Because I try to be that person that tries to support, but it's not always reciprocated. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Like, I've seen a lot of people say that they get support. They get more support from strangers than the people that they know. And I, and I can definitely truth. see that. Yeah. I can definitely see I that. I honestly see that. Like, me having my business, I honestly see that. I know I I, I get a lot of uh, respect. I, I got some shit coming out. I can't wait for it to come out. I can't really speak on it. But that's from a... That's from our outside source that just believes in what I believe in. You know, it's like I have so many people in my genre that even fuck with the same thing that could open I open up an olive branch, but they refuse to. You know, so I I, I know full heartedly when I know me and me and my uh, partners that spent thousands of dollars on other people's shit just to represent them, right. but we have never received that back. Right. So right. I know what I'm saying. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely seen seen that. But I always, I always try to support, especially when people got like good quality products. I try to support. But everybody ain't ain't built like us, you know. So, but <clears throat> anyway, that is episode twenty seven of the ish we talk and we will see you guys on episode 28 exactly i'm gonna get a t-shirt made with that on there can i say that